Get ready to kick back and crack open a cold one. It's time for the Cooter Green Show. I swear I've seen a lot of stuff in my life, but that was awesome. This station is now the ultimate power in the universe. And now your host, Cooter Green. Can you hear me? Yeah, hey, I can hear you. All right, good. I'm going to edit this out to make sure our, our communication is good. Okay. Sounds good. All right, ladies and gentlemen, uh, we've got a pretty special guest today. He's kind of a big brain, I think. He kind of dabbles a little bit of cybersecurity, which is something we desperately need in this country. We all know about the history of the last few months. He's also, I would say, so much of a coworker. He also writes real time for uh, football vision, I believe. Pretty yes. sure he's general, general uh, NFL, but I think he just covers Washington football team. And Washington football team. Yeah, you're who? No, I'm, uh, I'm agreeing. Yeah, you're on the right page, Washington football team for overtime and routes. Okay. And uh, he already introduced himself a little bit. His name is Eric Joseph from Long Island, New York. I don't know why I thought you were from Staten Island or something. Yeah, no, um, I'm very excited to be here, Cooter. Thank you for uh, giving me the opportunity. Uh, we spoke uh, the other day, and I really want to just bring that uh, same type of conversation to uh, to the podcast and just, uh, you know, um, talk about everything just uh, the Cooter Green way. Hey, let's go, dude. We'll definitely do it. I do want to know how you – I am 10 years older than you, and you don't want somebody my age dealing with cybersecurity. I am not tech savvy. I'm pretty sure the first iPhone came out when I was like 20 years old, 2021. <laughs> and I don't know dick about cybersecurity. I mean, I can barely download a PDF file. How did someone like you get into that? Yes. Yeah, so um, I initially worked for a company that dabbled just generally with uh, information technology. It didn't really focus directly on cybersecurity, but more so on like app development, cloud migration, and um infrastructure and things like that when it came to organizations. So you've been, you've been on, sorry to cut you off. You've been on show for two minutes. You already blew my fucking mind. I had no idea what you just <laughs> Yeah, no, it's an interesting space. Uh, there's a lot of organizations now, these uh, software service companies, things like that, information services. Um, there's, uh, that goes, there's a lot that goes into that. And like you said, like there's a lot that goes into cybersecurity. Yeah. We're not going to dabble into actually what you're doing because I know that's what you're doing because mm-hmm. you're blood red tape, but we're not here to get you fired, dude. But I think it's interesting to actually get into that. I mean, it's it's obviously needed with the pipeline that got hacked and the beef plant that gets gets hacked. I mean, what what's the breaking point where we're actually going to fund a program instead of funding a uh, you know F fifteen? I mean, it's twenty twenty one. It's not nineteen ninety eight. Yeah, no, a little different. Mm hmm. One hundred percent. Um. Again, keeping it just very high level. I'm not going to go into the detail, but uh, it's really just a matter of wit- of uh, when these organizations are going to start getting attacked more. Not really when anymore. So it's not really if it's when. So right. um, it's yes, people are really buckling down now, and it's getting a lot of attention. And it's also, you know, it has taken some crazy things like pipeline to really garner this attention. But um, it's been out there for a while, and it keeps. It's not going away. What's well, not gonna? Yeah, we won't ever go away. I mean, it's just, this is what this is what we're living in. It's, this is the yes, world we live in. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yes, okay, correct. 
we'll get away from all that. So mm-hmm. overtime heroics, I think we probably started riding around the same time. Yeah. Roughly, I, I can remember correctly based on our prior phone call. Um, Washington, I know you told me why you were a fan, but please enlighten me again because I don't remember Dick. I can tell you. <laughs> yeah, no, um, my dad grew up uh, Maryland, it's about 20, 30 minutes outside of DC, and he was a Redskins fan at the time, formerly known as, and now um, football team just carried over. Um, been a fan forever, and I'm happy to say that we're in business this season. We're in business. I don't know. Hey, when you sitting outside with nature, dude, you got the birds chirping? Yeah, I'm standing actually in my backyard, uh, enjoying uh, – just rained a little bit, but now it's really nice out. And uh, we got some birds. Nice. Is it humid up there? Yeah, very humid. How's, uh, how's the ranch, though? Send me that dude, video. Dude, it's it's hot down here. It's hot, humid, it's hot, very hot and humid. So Washington, you're you think they're really in play? I mean, I mean, I mean their defense is gonna be something to reckon with. Chase Young, that dude's gonna live up to a, a great player, and he's he studded out his rookie year. Mm-hmm. I don't think Hennigan's gonna be the starter. I don't even think he's gonna be the second string. I think Kyle Allen might be. Mm-hmm. Well, you got you got Fitzmatt. Yes, yes, and. I'm sorry, when he retires, there needs to be an award for the journeyman award and a call to Ron Fitzpatrick journeyman award. He gets it first and you know, <laughs> keep it, you know, keep it moving. It's, yeah. It's so much fun to watch. Yeah. Um, I think all your, all the reasons, there are definitely the concerns at the table, but Fitzpatrick is definitely, as I actually wrote about in uh, the past article for Overtime Heroics, um, it's Ryan Fitzpatrick's team to lose. There's no successor that he's trying to build. And, you know, I also have to coach and worry about Heineke and Allen are backups, and that's all they'll ever be. They're not in Washington's future plans. They shouldn't be, at least. Um, the Washington football team, at least, I'm speaking about in 2021, and they're going to have some questions moving forward. But uh, they're living and dying by Fitzpatrick's arm. I really, I really believe it, barring injuries, of course. What do you, you know, oh, really asking this? Can you take it to the left? Can you repeat that a little bit? Um, I oh, broke up for a second. Dewey Haskins. So, Dwayne Haskins. Mm-hmm. Do you think he should have left? They should have traded him or released him, whatever? Yeah, 100%. Um, Haskins always had the the talent, but um, all the off-the-field concerns were, were red flags, and he never put two and two together. I uh, definitely think it was the right yeah. decision. That was true. I mean, shit, there's a high lot of COVID. He's out there at the strip bar. Almost get pink eye and shit, so I mean that's questionable. But he goes to the Steelers, which you know he got Big Ben. You know his off the field issues, and maybe he'll double steal in the right direction. Mm-hmm. hundred percent. How do you feel about it as a as a fan? Do you see Dwayne having any sort of future, or is he just going to be added to the mix with Mason and uh, whoever else competing for a for a backup job? I think it's going to be added to the mix for sure. I don't think Mason's going to get his due diligence because he's been there. Josh Dobbs, is, he's going to get his chance as well because he's been there. But I think Haskins – I mean, Ben had a press conference and he said that's the perfect ball he's seen since he's been, you know, that quarterbacks have come through, you know, when he's been there. So he's basically throwing shade on everybody else. And, oh, dude, that went to the XFL. Uh, mm-hmm. Not the XFL. What's that? Was, was it the XFL? Yeah, it was the XFL. The last thing that – Yeah, so I don't know. I, I want to see him. 
I want to see him on the roster this game of the year, but I think it's only two preseason games. You're not going to get much out of mm-hmm. That's yeah. something I, I really don't like about the looting preseason schedule. Because now you only have two weeks to show, you know, 55, 70 players, 80 players. And then they cut some cheer if it's weak. But ultimately, you have two weeks to assess so many players. I think mm-hmm. there's going to be a lot of you know, left behind in that. But to your, to your question. I would like to see him play play and get some snaps. I would. I just don't I, think he was coached right. I don't blame you whatsoever. Um, I, Ron Rivera praised him, too. Mm-hmm. No, I mean, listen, I'm a, a guy who has a Dwayne Haskins jersey sitting in my, my closet that I obviously haven't touched in a long time because I bought it when we drafted him because I saw the – actually, I didn't buy it when we drafted him. But at the start of year two because I thought he was really going to make that jump, calm down, relax. Because he always had the talent. It's never been a question of talent. He still has the talent. If Tomlin isn't the right guy for him, I don't know who is. So it really is his last straw. But um, I agree with you in the sense where I would like – he has all the tools. He just, it's up to him. And it sounds just very basic to say, but it is. You can definitely know him. Tomlin is the coach who is. Tomlin's one of the top players. Exactly. So – uh, I you got with Antonio Brown for so many years and what like, he's rolling here and all this shit comes out, there's no telling how much he has to No talent, absolutely. And um I think uh again the talent is, is obvious. That's never been the question from anybody's standpoint. So um what about he'd been out old Joe Burrow in college, that's when Burrow left at Hall yeah. State. Yeah, Dwayne Haskins uh, Super Bowl. I mean, that's your Rose Bowl MVP that season. He was just really something else at Ohio State season. And Joe Burrow, obviously, what he came back to do. But um, what do you think about um, about about the Steelers this season? Like, coming off, you said you wanted a season, passing us some snaps. Big Ben looks like he wants to get snaps, but he had his shaky times last season. Um, where do you see you got your guys headed with the Browns improving and the Ravens? Improving, and I guess the Bengals improving. They're obviously not that good still, but um, what, what are you thinking about that? I can't speak for those other teams, mm-hmm. but I would say that I think the Steelers are going to look. I think they're a sleeper in that division. They're obviously thinking of the Browns. They're going to overtake the Steelers. I think they did last year, which they ultimately did. I mean, Steelers won the division. Let's not forget that. Mm-hmm. However, that offensive line or offensive that scheme is going to look so much different under Canada than it was under the previous offensive coordinator. You're going to if you don't if you remember watching any other games, if you watched any of them, you know the schedule plays, in the rounds, when they actually you know throwing it downfield, making yards, it's all Matt Canada. Mm-hmm. This offense is so much different than what it was. What is it's going to be so much different than what it was last year. And I really think – I think the Steelers are going to come away with the division. They're going to have a running game because that's what they did not have last year. I mean, it's pretty easy to predict, a, uh, you know, an offensive scheme when you're 85% shotgun. Mm-hmm. I mean, it doesn't – I mean, you're at that level. Maybe in high school or college, you might get confused. But when you're at that level, these players know what the hell you're – what the hell they're doing. I mean, they study film every day. Mm-hmm. I'm excited to see it. Yeah. Um, and I think balancing out the running, the pass game with the running game is going to open up the pass game. 
less wear and tear on Ben's arm, I'd say Ben plays another three years. Another three years you have on Big Ben. Uh, yeah, I would say at least two. At, at least, least two. two. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I would I would qualify personally three as as a as a hot take, but two I could definitely see him cranking out another two seasons, including this one. I mean, he's throwing harder than he, he did, you know, before his surgery. Mm-hmm. You know, he doesn't get hit a lot anymore. Yeah. I mean, he was one of the top uh, quarterbacks getting sacked during their Super Bowl mm-hmm. runs. Now he's not really hard to get in touch because he, he kind of doing what Brady does. He gets the ball off within, you know, two, three seconds. Mm-hmm. No, definitely. I saw it, especially you know, in the Washington game last season. I got to see it again up close and personal. Definitely don't watch as many of those games. I'm sure you do, but uh, you're right. Uh, seemed a little one-dimensional last season. Very one-dimensional. Very one-dimensional. When everybody started getting hurt, yes, it was. Mm-hmm. I mean, you go 11-0, and then you only went one game after that. Yeah, and then you – they technically, yeah, they lost to the Browns, but if it wasn't for that first quarter, they would have smoked the Browns. Those turnovers. Yeah, that was a um, – uh, That was the wild card game. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, I remember the wild card game. I remember exactly. That was just uh, crazy how it uh, – it was just momentum that game came down to. You got to – can't really make up how crazy those series of events were. They lost the momentum on the first snap when it went. It was the first snap, exactly. You look at Ben and Connor running, looking at each other, and you see, I don't know who, I don't know who the fuck was running, but they're running full sprint, and Ben and Connor are just looking at each other, running, kind of like logging, lollygagging, fucking. What are we doing here? Get on the ball. (laughs) Yeah, it was it was terrible. Anyway, what do you think about Julio Jones? Um. So going to the Titans. I think the Titans going to be a force to reckon with. I mean, you have. I mean, you got a one, two, three punch there. You got AJ Brown, deep threat. Julio Jones, deep threat. Then you got Derrick Henry, which is only going to help the run game with the passing game, or the run passing game with the run game. Vice versa. And, and Julio Jones probably hasn't been double teamed since his rookie year or second year in the league. Yeah, no, I mean and it's definitely. You're. I, think you're I mean, right. excuse, me, excuse me, I said that wrong. He hasn't been on single cover since his rookie year, or you know second year when Roddy White was there. So, yes. at this point, he's coming to this team. They're not going to be able to double cover, cover him because they're going to have A.J. Brown. Yeah, Tennessee is 100% going to be a force to be reckoned with. I think Julio is just has to be regarded as easily one of the top receivers of, like I would say, my generation, you know, being uh, 24 from the, the last decade. Uh, Julio was easily one of, if not the best, and he is – I'm going to wear a, a gold jacket one day. But I just think that the Titans really do think they can outscore most teams, and they can. They really need to improve on defense a lot. But like like you said, I don't know who is tackling, guarding, blocking, and containing Julio Jones, Derrick Henry, and A.J. Brown for, you know, four quarters. I don't. I would agree with you. He has by far been one of the best receivers besides Antonio Brown. Yes, he'd be on there. I'm not saying that because he's a stealer, but if you put it to the numbers, he's number two in receiving yards behind Jerry Rice. I love Antonio Brown. You don't have to convince me on him, man. I love him. Yeah. A lot of people, you know, I mean, I'm just saying that because I'm a Steelers fan. I don't want to come off as biased. <laughs> if I tell you he fucking sucks, he sucks. Mason Rudolph, he's terrible. Terrible. He 
he is the next lander. He just needs to go. Great college player. Great college player. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. He just did transition. Anyway, besides the point, rebuttal here. Julio Jones is by far the top receiver. And I was surprised, sort of surprised, that they only got a second-round pick, a fourth-round pick, and a sixth-round pick for him. I can understand it because of the nature of the industry. We did not I mean salary cap issues. A lot of teams, they didn't know what the salary cap was going to be because of COVID. Mm-hmm. I mean, and he's 32 years old, but this motherfucker is still elite and on top. He only played half the season. He's also played like 135 games under 160. So technically, if you put his game down on paper when he's played since day one to now, he's only missed two seasons. Mm-hmm. So shocking to me that somebody didn't offer him like a another round pick, like the Colts. Colts have money. Carson Wentz maybe didn't want to go there. I mean, he's going to have pool. The Broncos have a shit ton of money. They don't have a quarterback. Maybe if Aaron Rodgers would have, you know, if something happened there, he would definitely would have went there. 100% would have went there, I think, that. So it's, it's shocking to me that they were, he did not get a first-round pick for him. But, you know, you know we're, not, we're not in the negotiators. We don't know. Yeah. No, I think it's like you mentioned where it's just the uh... – the, everything considered now, contracts, age, I think, coming off the injury, maybe teams are losing their recency bias. I'm just thinking just because he was injured this past season and he's 32, he's not going to be able to bounce back. But um, Julio Jones, is, uh, his work speaks for itself. So uh, there's no reason. And a second round, the value, I think Tennessee just made a great play. It really comes down to if they're also on the offensive side of the ball. Like they lost Arthur Smith. You know, he's now coaching Atlanta. They made the deal back to. Tennessee, um, if Tennessee's new OC and um, really make this work, but I feel like they're going to be able to. I feel like it's going to be uh, really tough to stop them, but they're not going to be able to, go to, to stop anybody defensively. No, they're really not. Yes, and I think they're probably going to use those draft picks next year if Julio stays. Uh, did you know how long is he staying there? with his contract worth? Was it, what's left on his deal? Do you know is it a year or is it two? I think it's I two think years. He, Yes, I think he is. I think he is two years after the season. Still okay, so that back. so that so that being said, next year the Titans are going to just unload on defense and try to you know, one out for his last year. Yeah, no, because I think... need defensive help. Yeah, but how do you think um, Aaron Henry? You know, obviously freak of nature, um, incredible player, beyond incredible player. Do you think he can go three in a row in two K? Never before seen type stuff, but um, I see no reason why he can't. But what do you what do you think about Derek Henry? Think he's, he's gonna be able to? Yeah, he's a two replicate it again. Yeah, he's a two thousand yard bat. They're not gonna be able to stop him. And now, adding another weapon to that offense, I mean, it's who are you gonna throw it to? You can say the same argument with the Steelers when they had the killer bees, but Le'Veon Bell in his prime. I'm not saying he's not out of his prime. He's just not productive after he left Pittsburgh. No. But he's no Derrick Henry. He's not six foot four, two hundred fifty pounds. He's a fucking linebacker playing running back with speed. He's a big boy. There hasn't been yeah. someone that that big since probably Eddie George, Adrian Peterson in his prime. Yeah. yeah. So I'm I'm thinking yes, he will do another two thousand yards because if any defense that comes up against that offense. If they don't win first down, show's over. Mm-hmm. Show's mm-hmm. over. No, I, I definitely think he could definitely maintain this level of play for at least. Is there is there a bet right now with FanDuel or anything like that? 
I'm sure there is. I'm sure there's odds that Derrick Henry to uh, record another two thousand yard season is. I don't know what those odds are on hand, and uh, I don't have anything in front of me to go look them up. But uh, I would take that bet right now, sitting here right now on June. What are we in June? June eighth. Write it down next time. So you, uh, whenever you're in, uh, you can't bet. Can you bet from apps in Texas or no? No, it's fucking banned here, dude. You can't you do it in New York you either. Mm hmm. Yeah, shit. People would went on athletic with Bluetooth in their head. Mm-hmm. Yeah, different laughs though over here. Yeah, yeah no. You go to Andy and everybody else, and the, I think it's only like legal like seven states. Like, yeah, I'm just gonna pull up my app, just bet. We're over here doing shitty deals, like I found weed or something. Mm-hmm. No, I. Uh, <laughs> it's uh, it's similar in some parts. Uh, it's easy to get to New Jersey from from where I'm at, so. That's uh, not really a big issue, but it's hard to uh, be too serious about it with when, you, when you're going through uh, outlets like that. I know what you're talking about. Yeah, yeah. It's a different world, dude. Mm-hmm. That's not. OTAs were today. I guess you saw Aaron Rodgers didn't show up. Yeah, yeah. No, um, Devontae was there at least, I guess, technically. He didn't really do anything, anything apparently. He showed up. Who? Devon. Apparently, he showed up but didn't uh, participate. Oh, okay. No, okay. So that's he showed up, so he avoided the fine, but did not participate, so he doesn't get the fine. Man, these are rough. so. This is starting to turn into like the OC on the West Coast, like a drama show. I mean, it really is. I mean, it, it, Rogers was stand. I mean, if he he didn't show up, so they can either. Find him $93,000, or they have the, you know, if they want to be, you know, the baby face, like wrestling terms, baby face, they, they can opt out not to find him and turn him into the heel to see what he's going to respond to. Mm-hmm. This is getting very interesting. And I think Shepard tweeted out today saying that he has a strong stance where he's not going to show up. Does that mean he's getting traded? Does that mean he's just not going to show up to retire? We're just not play this entire year. We're going to have to write a $6 million check because of the signing bonus. Mm-hmm. And that's getting taxed in the county that he lives in where you have proper, you know, federal and state tax. It's a lot of shit. That's a shit pot of money. Mm-hmm. So what do you think, um, from Aaron's perspective, you know, the team is willing to find him for not showing up. He obviously has reasons to be mad. Just, uh, but don't, shouldn't the Packers and their organization understand that it shouldn't be about the money. Like, look what Aaron Rodgers has done for that franchise. That franchise is not would not be anywhere, anything. Like, think about the Packers this this season. If you, if Aaron Rodgers is not starting quarterback, are you afraid of the Green Bay Packers roster whatsoever? Like, no, not really. Aaron Rodgers really changes the game. He's been doing it. He's been doing it forever. So give him his due. He wants a receiver. Get him a receiver. He wants. A renegotiated contract because he's one of the greatest quarterbacks of all time, and he's below market value and wants the long-term security. Do it. Like uh, the um, there's like what they're paying him at the end of the day will never be what he's worth. What he's already given them is well. He's, he's them. never he's never going to get paid what he's worth. And in my in my opinion, like you just said, Packers wouldn't be who they were, who they are today without Aaron after the Favre era. What mm-hmm. never happened. Mm-hmm. He took it to the Super Bowl. They went to the NFC Championship last, last year. 
MVP multiple times, once or twice, definitely once, I think twice. And still not getting paid what Patrick Mahomes has done with the three years he's been here. Mm-hmm. Just because he's younger and he's getting paid more, he has to get that. You're going to lock him in. I get all the, I get the logistics when it comes to that. But I would have to agree with you. He, he wants that contract. He wants an extension that benefits himself. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's done everything right by the Packers. Everything right by the Packers. He's never, he's never had a position player, a skill player drafted when he's been, you know, as a quarterback. Mm-hmm. That would piss you off. I mean, he's mm-hmm. been, he's done, he's done a lot with less. Devontae Adams, great, great receiver. Amazing. Well, mm-hmm. if you compare him to a lot of the other tier one receivers, he's like teetling on the tier one, tier two. No, he's a uh, top tier one for me personally. He's he's in that top three conversation. Top three? Yes, top three. Top three receivers in the league. Devontae Adams, one hundred percent, in my opinion. I want to hear your top three. My top three? My top three is yeah, interesting. Yeah. Um, and this is in order. My top three, and I'm talking right now, as in not really considering their entire after, a, 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 No, after COVID season, right now. Top yes, ju- just considering what their last body of work, and all, actually just, yeah, considering their last like two years of work, not just one year, two to three years, my top three receivers in the league are Tyreek Hill, Devontae Adams, and... Like, it's hard not to say Michael Thomas or DeAndre Hopkins because of, you know, obviously what they've done. But I think I'm really going to give the nod to Stephon Diggs coming into next season. I really think what, what he did, he, they proved so much, and I don't think it's going to be any easier to stop what they did last year. But that's, yeah, my top three. That is a bold prediction, my friend. That is a bold what? prediction. Bold prediction. Which I get what you're coming from. You're going based on the productivity. I get that. Mm-hmm. I don't agree with any of those. No. But, you know, that's why we're here. We're here to talk about it. Yeah, and I don't expect people to really agree. You know, it's really my what – what I think. I just think when it comes to playing – Amari Cooper didn't make your list? Amari Cooper is nowhere near that list, to be honest with you. CeeDee Lamb would probably get a little bit of a higher grade on that list going into next season, potentially. Oh, my God. CeeDee Lamb, the rookie, is better than Amari Cooper. Do you like Amari Cooper? You think Amari Cooper is a really good player? I don't. I yeah, he's a talented receiver. Talented. He's a very talented receiver. Yes, he is. What what um, tier? I'm just curious. He's, I think let's say he's number one. You think he's number one? Interesting. Yeah, maybe maybe the back end, close to two, but he's number one. Okay. No. Yeah. Like a Juju Smith-Schuster, he's a number two. Okay. Based on that, yeah, he, I definitely agree. And I don't, I don't talk to about the Cowboys. I don't like the Cowboys. <laughs> Cowboys no. are going Super Bowl every year during preseason, man. I can't stand them and or their fans. I got a lot of Cowboy fans, so I don't give a shit because I'm a Steeler fan in Texas. Which yeah. is just as funny as you living in New York and being a Washington fan. You yeah. You can be a Giants or a Jets fan. I understand why you're not a Jets fan. I get that. Shit. No, I... That's got to be tough. <laughs> yeah. A bunch of my friends are split between the Jets and the Giants, and uh, I hate the Cowboys and the Eagles, and probably the Eagles even more than the Cowboys. But the Giants, just because I have so many friends who are fans, uh, there's a lot of uh, a lot of things going on, and uh, I don't know. I think Washington is in a better position than the Giants are at this moment, 
And uh, I'm willing to put my money where my mouth is. <laughs> I'm willing to bet that the Washington ends up second in the division. We won't make the playoffs. And we won't make the playoffs. No. Not even as a wild card with three wild card teams. Uh, here's three now. Uh, you might. Yeah. Yeah. You probably will. We have a tough schedule this season. The, the Cowboys should, should win. They should win. Y'all's division sucks, dude. It's terrible. I mean, it's not good. There's no competition. Um, no, I don't think you're wrong, but I think uh, if you're going to talk about bets, you want to put on the record. Um, I saw the other day Washington football team. Like, I think you disagree, but I think them to win the NFC East plus two sixty five. Yes, I am a fan, but if you read my work, and that's uh, at Overtime Heroics, Eric Pauly Page. Um, if you read, like, I, I try to take a very unbiased approach to like to looking at the team. I really try to view it as most realistically as possible. But as much as I love the team, I am as real as can be with the, with the team, which I think really helps. So when I say that um, we are actually really, really good this year and have the potential to be really, really good. And when I mean really, really good, I'm talking 10 and 7, 11 and 6, best case scenario. I'm not talking, you know, 13 and 3. We're going to, you know, yeah. run the table. I can see that again. You know, going like that, that later, but... Uh, I think we, I think we're the best team in the NFC East, and I think that is just, uh, I think we'll prove it. It's, it's that simple this season. Like I last year, I questioned it. Your defense is great. The defense is unstoppable. The defense, to me, that the only way you're gonna sell me about Washington and goddamn, are we gonna fucking name this team already? <laughs> I, I mean, for, for real. That's a real, that's a real question. Because I have no idea. I'm tired of seeing Washington football team. Because when it's abbreviated like WTF, I see WFT. I'm like, the what the fuck team? I was like, okay, yeah. Washington. Because I you know, dyslexia and shit. Dude, <laughs> I don't know. There needs to be something going on with that negative team. But, yeah, I would agree with you. The Washington's a damn good team. I think their weakness is that quarterback. Mm-hmm. It really is. And that is, besides the blind side, the left tackle, and – the fucking quarterback. I mean, those are your top positions, and they're no, you're right. quarterback. No, and I would say that because we have an aging, you know, Harvard vet that's uh, you know, you know, being your quarterback or Stanford mm-hmm. he went to Stanford. Didn't he? Stanford. No, he went to he went to Harvard. He went yeah, to Harvard. yes, you got it right. So big, yeah. big brain on that guy. <laughs> yeah, no, and uh, I understand all the skepticism, and again. um, I agree when it comes to, I don't know if it's Patrick, there's a good chance that he throws, you know, 15 picks and gets takes, you know, a couple of sacks a game and gets benched. Like you said, our offensive line is solid, but solid is medio- like mediocre to solid. We're not really in that very good to good or to great by any means offensive line either. So you're 100% right. But um, I think the speed that we now have, that Fitzpatrick's going to at least allow these guys to make plays. Last year, we just dinked and dumped and dinked and dumped. We didn't throw the ball down the – we threw the ball last year down the field over seven yards, all the quarterbacks combined, like only 14% of the time. Like yeah, seven yards. Seven yards. A bunch of quarterbacks average over 7.7 yards per attempt themselves. Like, it's – um, yeah, it's uh, tough. So, I think his Patrick at least because of that element – and like you said, and like I, it's just a fact that 
it could just not really work out that well. He could not be that solid. But there also is that potential that our defense really is that dominant, which I really truly believe we took that next step with our additions. We will take that next step, I should say. And I think our offense is solidified now, at least. At least we have a vision, clear cut. And, it, and it, like I was saying earlier, it's live and die by Fitzpatrick. At the moment, at, and, right, and that's what it's going to be until he either comes in and plays great and we're playing great, or he gets sucks and we maybe make a panic move for uh, Deshaun Watson and Rodgers, which wouldn't even be the craziest thing, <laughs> which I wouldn't even definitely be upset about either. But the, or, Deshaun he, Watson not be playing for the main machine. For the meme machine, you think, uh, the yeah, what is the movie meme machine? You haven't seen that, you don't get that reference. No, I don't think I got the reference, unfortunately. The Adam Sandler movie, The Meme Machine, he goes to prison. Nah, uh, not tell me, enlighten me. God, I forgot. You're like, I was like five, I was in fifth grade going to high school parties when you were born. Uh, <laughs> okay, the, it's a remake, The Longest Shark. Remake from uh, oh, oh, the longest yard. I didn't hear longest I, yard. I don't sound I've seen yet. the longest yard. Yeah, no, I don't know yeah, why I heard you say something there, different. Me, well, it's not fucking here, but it's probably not. Yeah, no, it definitely is. Deshaun Watson might be playing for the meme machine. This is anyway, <laughs> listeners. Long story around Sean Watson might be playing for the meme machine. Yeah, do you think? Yeah, I it's funny, he might be. I don't, I don't know. I don't know the latest oh, updates I, on I that. I surely hope not. And they've been pretty silent. I don't know the HPD. They have an open investigation on them. I surely hope all this isn't true. I really, and if it's not true, every woman that's coming came at him should get the fucking book. Yeah, no, I really just hope that it's not true. Him. I really do hope it's not true. But if it is, he should get punished for that because there's no, hey, there's no no place for that act in this world today. You gotta respect women. Yeah, hundred percent. Um I hope everything's if he's gonna probably have to face his legal team his suspensions regardless of what the outcome is. Like and um I don't know, I think Washington is thinking we really could do it with Patrick and I think that we're again when it comes to just the division and we have a weird stretch at the end of the season where we play like five straight divisional games to end the season. We go, it's like we start in Dallas, we go to Philly, then we go back to the Dallas comes to us, then we go to Giants, and we do like a little back and forth at the end of the season. But I think because uh, we face a tougher schedule, but I think we we have the potential to make the playoffs and we'll be competitive in whatever game we end up losing. But we'll be, we'll, I think we will be in the playoffs this season. Is that a bold prediction by you? Yeah. <clears throat> Gosh, sorry guys. So you you think they're gonna make the playoffs? Yes, firmly. Uh, I don't think so. But okay. that remains to be seen. <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll find out. That remains to be seen. That defense is hell of good though. And I think if if Ryan's production doesn't, you know, dwindle, y'all are y'all should be fine. But he's not the answer. Y'all got a fine yes. quarterback. Yes, that's an undeniable fact. That is like y'all's number one problem here right now. Yeah. I don't yeah. understand why y'all didn't keep Alex Smith. Really? You thought uh, you you were impressed by him last season overall? Like, besides, obviously, the incredible comeback, but his play, um, 
you know, I, I personally thought it was a little mm-hmm. lackluster. What did you think? He's a game manager. Mm-hmm. Keeps you in the game. As long as he can keep you in the game, your defense does what it does. You know, got a good defense. I don't see why not. I mean, I can understand getting rid of him because of his injury. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. I'm an Alex Smith fan. The guy's never got a good shake since he's been in the league. But he's also been a game manager. He's like that San Francisco and he got benched for Kevin. And he left. And, you know, that whole shit started or whatever. Yeah, he went to Kansas City and was with Andy Reid, and they had, they made the playoffs, but that's all they were was a first-round team. They would do well in the regular season, but they would never have the ability to really make a run. Well, they didn't have weapons they had now. Yeah, and Alex Smith also couldn't do what Patrick Mahomes could do, not even close. Then he uh, passed the torch, and Washington traded for him. But um, when, it, when it comes to that situation, though, I think it's as simple as the fact that Especially as again, I watch every second of the game. I watch the games multiple times. When Alex was on the football field, I was sick to my stomach because it took one wrong turn and his leg was was, was he has he's playing on a leg that had twenty seven plus surgeries, had ridiculous amounts of time to recover, and it takes what he did is beyond incredible. But he was really risking a lot more than playing than like a re injury. He was risking potential ridiculous damage. So it was tough to see. I mean, shit, he was risking his life. You know, watch that 30 for 30. I didn't realize yeah, exactly. he almost died because of the infection and all that. And yeah. You know what's eerie about that is Theisman went down the same date as Alex Smith went down. Or Alex Smith went down the same date as Theisman went down. Same mm-hmm. fucking injury. Different yeah. fucking, you know, doctors, obviously, medical practices. That was fucking eerie to me. Like, okay, same fucking team. Same fucking day, same fucking injury. Wild. Wild. You can't write that shit. Can't make it Definitely. up. Definitely can't make that up. I was glad to see him to get to come back for the year. That was great because he deserved it. He definitely yeah. did. He, I mean, the dude almost died. And he came back, <laughs> almost saved your team. And then Heineken came in and did his little swan dive and a pylon. And, you know, that's your future. I don't know. No, it's uh, it's our short-term future. <laughs> that's me. That's me being a smartass. It's our it's our short-term future. We uh, he's not. He should not and will not be in our long-term plans. But uh, that's our long-term plans at this point are non-existent. I think we're really that's obviously in terms of offensive defense. When it comes to having key players signed, we you know have to figure out what we're gonna do with. We have to do a deal for Terry soon. We have to do a deal with John Allen. We have to figure out to do with Deron Payne. Uh, Monta Sweat in two years. Um, you know, there's a lot of Brand Sheriff if he's a free agent again after this season. Like, you know, we have a lot to account for. So, um, yeah, we need a quarterback. It's looking like our best case scenario, though, is either going balls to the wall for a veteran or just, you know, seeing what Fitzpatrick does this year and hoping we then go crazy in the draft and draft a kid who becomes a stud, hopefully. Or who knows, with all the quarterbacks now getting getting testy, maybe they'll want someone over request to trade and, you know, we'll be a Destination. Hey. I'm going to be watching a lot of these Redskins games because I've apparently been uh, told that I'm covering the NFC. Was it East? I don't know. I'm, yeah, I'm watching East. a lot of fucking. I'm, yeah, I'm covering the Eagles and Packers. So I'm going to watch a lot of the shit games in your division. 
So we'll, I will have my opinion, opinion on this, and you're going to come back on the show. We'll fucking hash it out. We'll talk about yeah. it. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. What do you think I about that? Do you, want to plug, uh, do you want to plug your, your, your Twitter right quick before we get off here? Yeah, uh, Twitter is uh, at Slime Action. Uh, again, right about Cover Washington. Um, when I get a little bit more free time, hopefully next upcoming months, I'll try to actually take on a little bit more writing for overtime. Maybe some just general NFL gambling, maybe Dynasty, who knows. But, um, yeah, at Slime Action. Uh, Cooter, it was uh, it's a pleasure really talking to you. Thank you for having me on. Uh, thank you for coming on. You can follow the show at, at – uh, Cooter underscore CGS, and also if you want to leave, uh, read articles from everybody that's with Overtime on Rolex, it goes to MMA, fa- uh, baseball, football, basketball, con- combat sports in general. You can go to uh, at Cooter Green. I share all the articles from from all the divisions. So, hey, thank you for coming on. I really do appreciate it. We'll, we'll get back back together, buddy. Yeah, we we will for sure. Um trying to maybe get something of my own going in this situation. So uh, this won't be the last of the people have heard of me. All right, brother. <laughs> I appreciate it. I'll talk to you soon. Have a good rest of your night. You too. Bye.